that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all doing? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass. Got a good show for you. Christian Surpass of uh, Ghost Town is uh, joining me, and we're going to talk about what's what's it like. What's it like for a troubadour to make a living in uh, in the attack of the big COVID cootie monster? Uh, not, not a studio. Well, I mean, he's done albums and everything, but this is the man who tours for a living and plays in front of crowds and, uh, taint easy. So we'll talk at Christian Surpass about that and how you can find his music and some of the stories he's lived up to. In the meantime, uh, let's listen to this. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. But here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor is rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, rapid urgent care has got you covered with clinics all over southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. All right, so uh, here on the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ask with uh, Christian Surpass of uh, Ghost Town. Uh, Actually, I've had more than one opportunity to interview you, Christian, and I'm glad you decided that uh, I hadn't worn out my welcome to come here on the podcast. Oh, heck no, man. It's always a blast to talk to you. It's just like hanging out on the back porch, you know, and that's the kind of interviews that I like. They're not interviews, they're conversations. Well, that's the kinds I like to do, too, because more people feel more relaxed. I mean, I've interviewed people that are like, oh, my God, I'm all nervous. I'm going, uh, you ever sit around a uh, table drinking coffee? Yeah. Well, that's all we're right. doing. Well, do I look at the camera? Is the camera talking to you? No, I'm talking. Just look at me. So, that's what it is. So this that's what this does. So, Chris, so, um, all right. So uh, the COVID has put the quietus on a lot of stuff. Uh, right now, um, the uh, the governor has moved us up to phase three. Uh, so you can have like 50% of people in football games, but Latoya, the destroyer is still 3.2. I, you know, she, I, I don't want to get into politics of it, but I mean, this, this is just like power tripping to me. And then they, but they did open the door and the floodgates. I mean, Bourbon street was flooded all of a sudden. And now they're going, Oh, we're going to have to shut y'all down again. I'm going to pay your taxes. How about that? Let's start on that one. Uh, you know, I live over in Mandeville. I try not to pay attention. You know, my wife will say, like you said, what, we're phase three or so. I don't even know what any is. Tell me when I can do my thing. Yeah. You know? Well, there's so a the day to day, the, you know, getting caught up in the daily minutia of it is just. It's depressing. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I dig the conversation part, but boy, I'm glad I don't really talk politics on this show anymore. Just a little bit. And when I do, I make fun yeah. of it. I got a segment I do with uh my former sidekick uh 
Mike Weldon, and it's called Newsmakers and Ball Breakers. And all we do is just mm-hmm. talk, just make make fun of everything stupid that's ever happened. When we do our duo shows, uh, it's me and our uh, you know George, our guitar player yeah. George Nere, and uh, and we you know it's just we try and make the show just like it is when when we're sitting there at the table eating something before we we start the show. We get up from the table, we walk out. We set down the stools, we play a couple songs, and then we just start talking, you know. And mm-hmm. kind of what we say is, you know, we 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 play music and we make fun of stuff. Which is a great chess with Jim Croce. You say, I mean, he was yeah. more just a, he was a, he was a raconteur. He was a storyteller. His songs yeah. told stories, but shoot, man, I mean, he would do a two and a half minute song, and then he he bullshit for five minutes. Then right. he doing yeah. So that's 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 kind of the laid back show that that yeah you guys do that. Unfortunately, right now you don't get to do it as much, or right. at all uh, when this thing first did. I mean, I'm I talked to a lot of musicians well, out of New Orleans and they're all freaking out, going, man, I don't know what to do. Where's you know got to do unemployment? Well, you know when it first happened, we were doing our regular little thing, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that week we had done Slidell and maybe Hammond, or we're getting ready to go to Hammond. Anyway, we were doing our regular little thing, and then it just stopped. And we didn't know, you know, I I really thought it was probably going to just start up again in a few weeks, so we kind of just didn't do anything. And then when it became apparent that it was going to last longer, you know, we had to start kind of figuring out stuff, you know. And at first, well, we couldn't do any shows, obviously. Mm and at that point, we were playing usually two or three times a week, sometimes maybe four or five, well, yeah. depending. You know, you know that was that was going to be one of my questions. I mean, okay, let's forget the pandemic right now. Just on a normal yeah. thing. I mean, how many gigs do you do a week? Like, I, and I'll tell you why. I'm in the theater, okay, and I have been right. since I was 14. But in the city of New Orleans, theater is like the weekends, and that's it. In New York, in most places, you do an eight-show week. Tuesday, two Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two Saturday, a Sunday matinee, and you're off again until Tuesday evening. Man, you, nobody nobody even does the six-show six week. So you can't, you can't make a living on stage as an actor unless you're one of the producers anywhere in this city. But a musician's different. And I mean, how many, you know, you'd have to, would you take a gig every night or you got a, a standing gig you know, someplace? We had a circuit, uh, you know, built up to where we would do, uh, we would play the Mandeville Covington area, which is where I, I live in Mandeville. So we'd play this with the duo no more than once a week. Mm-hmm. And then we would do uh, Hammond on a Thursday because it's college town, so you can do that on Thursday. So we would do Hammond on a Thursday once a month. We would do Biloxi, uh, uh, not Biloxi, Bay St. Louis, over at the uh, the Mockingbird, which is a great place. Yeah, that is a nice um, place. That's a nice venue. Yeah, and then, then the band would usually do festivals on the weekends. And then we would fill around the festivals with duo shows. So, like I said, we were doing... Uh, at least two or three shows a week, and sometimes if we would have a few festivals, uh, maybe four or five, you know, but it just, I mean, all the band shows were, we haven't played a band show since before this, and, yeah. and through the rest of the year, they're all canceled. Um, and, and and I mean, the spring is when y'all really do it, because that's when most of the festivals are. It's, it's kind of like uh, 
Right. It's kind of like Black Friday, the, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Right. It's like you, you can make most of your money for the year in one thing. Well, you make most of your money for the year in the springtime right. festivals, and uh, and they all got put the quietus on. All the stuff in the right. falls got the quietus on. All the theater shows, you know, so it's like, oh, we got to shut the play down. Well, can we have two people come in there and play something? No, you can't. You can't do doodly. Well, the first one, the first festival that canceled on us was, I think, French Quarter Fest. And then it was an avalanche after that. And the two, I find that the two big periods are March and April, and then in the fall, you know, yeah. September, October, early November. So that's like the two big festival areas. Like October is tons of festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, all like, of those were canceled. In in Louisiana, October is the month with the least amount of rain, and it's not disgustingly hot. I mean, I got friends who fly down from Jersey every year to go to Satchmo. I'm going, that's when I go inside. <laughs> I, just, I listen to Louis Armstrong records, you know, while I'm while I'm drinking some tea or something, man. But not them, boy. They down here sweating out there, just digging it. And I said, well, you know, I don't know. I grew up in this shit. I'm old. I had enough of it. I just had a guy send me a Facebook message right before we got on saying uh, from England. He's from Sheffield. And he saw us at French Quarter Fest a few years ago and mm-hmm. and liked us, you know. So And he said, man, we're going to try and get back over there to see you. I'm like, uh, cool, you Jets. Buy any, any tickets, you know. Yeah, that's all right. Get on a plane. You got to fly across the ocean. And I don't know about you, man. I'm pretty much over flying anyway, but every time I get on a plane, the last four times that I've gotten on a plane to fly, and all four of them were business. It was, oh, go shoot shoot movies out of time, movie or TV show. And the last four times I got on a plane, they pulled me over to grope me. And it's oh, like, I don't sit there and tell a joke, but I'll like, they're, they're down there. I remember rubbing the back of my hand, or, and I just turn my head and go, uh, uh, uh. you know, yeah, man, check my prostate while you're down there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> But it, oh, you're irresistible, Spud. That's the problem there. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they fling them. Oh, wait. Oh, let me do Spud. Oh, sorry, Spud. The x-ray machine's broken, so I'm going to snap on yeah. this blue glove. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, really. You so you're going to have to be life. sitting on one cheek all the way to Atlanta. <laughs> Anywho. You know, when it, like we were talking about when canceling shows. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we waited a little bit. Then, if you remember when the, when it first started, then there was a, a wave of online shows. Yeah. And so I did a few of those. The first one I did was for, uh, I graduated from Holy Cross High School. So the alumni from Holy Cross contacted me and said, hey, we're doing some things, you know. So I did that. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. And I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I played a song and then I talked about listening mm-hmm. to Kiss while I was going to Holy Cross or, you know, sitting sitting in, in the huddle waiting to get a, a donut, you know? So it was kind of just what we normally do with a duo, but it was just me sitting there. And I did one for um, Bayou Boogaloo. They did a, I think they called it like a virtual festival, maybe. So then I started doing some of those kind of things, but... But it ain't the same. You know, man. It's it's well, it's, 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 uh, it's the conversation they were having about they're finally going to let some fans into the dome. And they're going to jack up the amount of people that are left in the, left in the Tiger Stadium. You know, I know it. I'm on the stage when I was doing stand-up and I'm acting in a play. You feed off the audience. Right. I mean, a film is a different animal. It's different. Right. The, building a character is the same, but the technique of performance is different. And, uh, I mean, like Rodney Dangerfield, when he did Caddyshack, he had never done a film before. You know, he'd been live audience and they video him. 
but get in front of a film in, in front of cameras with no audience there. He didn't think he was funny because nobody was laughing. And they had to keep reassuring him. Said, no, Rodney, believe me, this is funny. You're killing, it. You're, you're killing it, man. It's just there ain't nobody right. here to, to guffaw and throw a, an, a, an ashtray at you from out of the dark. Right. But <laughs> Well, exactly, exactly what you said. You know, that, that's a, I was trying to think of how to, how to put it. And then you, you said it like when I was doing those virtual things, it's kind of like, uh, it's like, as if you would stand in front of the mirror and do your stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's except uh, I, okay. I, I do, I do other things in front of the mirror. And we're not going to mention Jeffrey Tubin. Oh no! Did I say that out loud? I don't believe I said that. We need to take. I thought you were just thinking that. <laughs> Got to step away for a second on that line. Christian Surpass, the Ghost Town, is my guest, and we're talking about how uh, how performers perform when there ain't nobody to perform in front of because uh, COVID put the quietus on everything. Stick around, Spudcast podcast coming right back. Just when you thought 2020 had served up the worst it had to offer, here comes hurricane season. And the flooding rains of summer, right? Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home in a good year? Well, I can't help you with pandemics or Saharan sand, but I can tell you how to fix your flooding problem. Call the team at Home Team Elevation. Their precision home raising equipment will lift you above the floods. It's height done right. Guaranteed. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team Advantage. Experienced, hands-on, Local owners, in the worry, stop insurance rate hikes. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP. So don't wait, elevate with home team elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222, 3011222, or go to hometeamelevation.com. Okay, back on the uh, Spudcast podcast, talking out my ask with uh, Christian Surpass of uh, Ghost Town. How many, you know what, you talk about band gigs and duos and singles. Before COVID hit, let's talk about when life on the road as a musician. How many gigs do you do per year as a solo, as a duet, and then with the whole band, roughly? Uh, altogether, each year it ends up being uh, pro- a little over 100, maybe 120, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Total gigs. You know, look, I'm a I'm a band guy. You know, I I wanted to before we started Ghost Town. I was going back and forth to Nashville doing the little singer songwriter nights, and I had been in a band before that, and I just wanted to be in a band again. You know, mm-hmm. I like the gang mentality. It's not as fun for me to just do stuff by myself. Every once in a while, I will, but uh, I don't. You know, I I prefer to do it with yeah. the band, you know, um, and we've played so many great shows, so many great memories. Just today, I did a post about uh, the great Jerry Jeff Walker. Yeah. Because we were we were fortunate enough that we played several shows with him, and, you know, I've always been kind of a, an historian guy, a collector mm-hmm. guy, so I'm not one of these guys that, let's, let's start that sentence again, I'm very aware of what's happening when it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of so, situational awareness. Yeah. So when we're opening for Jerry Jeff Walker and I'm standing there talking to him, I'm very aware that this is a cool situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't take any of that for granted. I don't blow any of it off. 
Uh, I never try and get in anybody's way. I never try and, you know, I never try, like when we first started, I never wanted to be the annoying opening act, you know. Yeah. So I would always hang back. And I found that a lot of those guys were, they'd come over and they make the first move, you know. Yeah. Uh, Merle Haggard came over and told us he thought we did a great job. Now, come on, man. You yeah, know? That's, that's Merle Haggard, man. How aware was I? You know, yeah. I still think of that, you know. Yeah. Merle Haggard reached his hand out to me. Come on. It's, I got it a friend of mine. Friend, stopped right there, and I'd have been fine. That would have been it, huh? Yeah, you got your story. Yeah. I uh, I got a buddy of mine who's a comedian. Um, back when I started doing comedy, Clyde's Comedy Corner, Conti and Dauphine in the Quarter, way, way back in the 70s. And uh, this guy, it was Ellen DeGeneres. And Lance Montalto were the two, like, regular comedians there. And you know what Ellen did. Well, Lance is still a comic, and he, he he's more laid back now. And he mostly, he'll do Vegas. He does Vegas and cruise ships, you know, and he digs it, and he ain't got a big cuckoo. But one time he told, you know, he posted something today when Jerry Jeff Walker died. He went, you know, I was, I was the opening act for George Jones. And George No-Show Jones, of course, didn't show up. And people were freaking. And he said, Jerry Jeff Walker was out in the house to hear the show. He said he climbed up on the stage, picked up a guitar, boom, did two hours. There you go. And that's, you know, now that, that's, that's something that, that, you know, you can't just, you got to be in the groove. You got to be a performer. You got to have the right mental attitude. And the right mental attitude is what you just described is not be so full of yourself. You know, because somebody else would go, well, I can get up there and do those two hours, but I need somebody to beg me to do it. And Jerry Jeff yeah. went, that's a shitload of people in here paid money. Yeah. Somebody got to go right. sing a song. And I'm off tonight. And, you know, uh, you know, no, I, he he saw a situation. He said, yeah, I can play. Yeah. What the hell? I got a bunch. I got two hours worth of tunes. What the hell? Plus, I know yeah. some of George No Show Jones shows. Anyway, I've seen I'm, I'm, I have not seen him perform before. <laughs> right. So you uh, okay? So how long have you been? Uh, how long you been doing this, man? How long have you been making a living as a professional musician, singer, songwriter, performer, hitting the road, that kind of stuff? Well, right out of high school, I got in a pop band, and uh, we played local clubs. You know, Jimmy's mm-hmm. and those Tupelos, those kind of places. Played all the CYOs with. Uh, with the bands of the day, you know, the cold and the yeah. models and all those. Got the cold. Bands. They were good, but jeez, yeah. uh, peace, they were so loud. I mean, when I would walk out, when I was going to college at Nichols and Thibodeau, the cold would come uh-huh. and play at the Iron Horse, and it's like, damn, yeah. man. I, I, by the second time I wised up and I actually got, went to the to the pharmacy and got earplugs, and <laughs> I could stay. Dude, I ain't kidding. You know, I two songs, and I'm walking home with a headache. My ears are ringing so loud. It's like I thought a fire truck over there. But you notice you didn't say I'm staying home. Oh no, I'm going. Oh I'm no, I'm going. My ear. I'm going just so I can see that chick in the in the leopard print dress. Yeah. So, no, well, actually, it turns out she's a good friend of my wife. So you know, yeah. I got I got to know her very, very. And it's like she's a she's a talent. They that's just the kind of music that they play. You know. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of bands out there that substitute volume for talent. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. one of the reasons I like you guys. Cause yeah. Cause you're, you know, you don't have to do that and you can't scream a story at people. I always tell people, I tell the sound men, or I tell the club owner, I say, look, if it's too loud, please tell me you're not going to hurt our feelings. 
if I walk into a place and it's too loud, I just leave. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to hurt our feelings. We want people to enjoy this and we don't want to be assaulting them with music. We want to be entertaining them with music. Well, that does, what kind of advice do you give youngsters who are thinking about, you know, because everybody says that about acting. Oh, man, I can do that. No, no, no. Yeah. It ain't what you think it is. You know, ain't well, nothing band, glamorous about making a movie. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, so. sit around and wait, right? A lot of that, huh? Just sit around and wait, but it's also, it's a strange thing because you're out in the boonies. I mean, if you're in a trailer or a honey wagon or, you know, if you're one of the stars, you're in like a Winnebago or something. I've had some nice trailers. Uh, I've also slept in, I've also uh, got stuck in these little honey wagons with a backed up turlet. So, and you, and the thing of it is too, it's like you, I don't care how bad you feel. Unless you absolutely physically cannot perform, you right. get out on the stage and you perform. What's well, the same thing with a film? When they snap their fingers, you got to do it. And and it better not take 15 or 20 takes to get this stuff done. You better have your act together. And uh, and that's and that's how it is. And you got to do it like right now. You kind of yeah. don't care about anything else, you know. You got to do it right this second and uh, and get it done in two or three takes so we can move on to the next one. Right. So, My dad used to tell me, you know, when you get your chance, you just got to be prepared. You can't wait until you get to a certain point, and now we're going to get really polished and good. No, you better be ready because you don't know when it's going to happen. Because mm -hmm. when it happens, you got to knock it out the park. Because if you don't, there's a guy right behind you that's waiting to knock it out the park. Now, let me say this. When I was doing stand-up, and the cool thing about doing plays, too, is because you're feeding off that audience, mm -hmm. covering when you mess up, you know, yeah. It, it, that's how in the moment you, you can't be so in the moment that you, you don't understand. You don't have the situational awareness like you were talking about before. You know, you got to know what's going on. You got to be able to deal with somebody when they throw an ashtray at you out of the dark. Right. You better have a comeback line. You better, you better have a, a cheap, a, a cheap uh, guitar that you can use as right. a baseball bat and bat that bitch back out into the crowd. Yeah. Or otherwise you're well, going to you do two or ready. three more. You got to be ready. You know, I've yeah. seen some stuff from the, from the stage that disgusted me. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen stuff that made me want to just bust out laughing. You know, I, it, it's good and bad, but you see a lot of stuff. And like you said, what advice would I give one? If you're not in it for the long haul, you're a dabbler, you know, and I never wanted to be a dabbler. And um, I've seen people who are, and I don't know, you know, I may open up a can of worms here, but I have a big problem with these contest shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I never did one. Know, yeah, so there's, but I mean, like these uh, these TV shows. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, in my day, it was Star Search and a bunch of other ones. Yeah. And people were, oh, man, I'm on Star Search. I'm going, dude, I remember when they used to have the actors on Star Search. It's like, yeah, this is awful. I mean, if I did, if I had done this crap in my undergrad acting classes, I got smacked around. If I'd have done this in when I was in grad school, taking acting from a man who taught improvisational theater in Los Angeles, uh, he would have booted me right out of LSU. It was terrible, you know. You know the like bad thing guys. about it though too is is uh, that my and your profession too, it attracts a lot of star wannabes. You know, like you said, you got to be in it for the long haul, and you got to be in it for the for the the love of the performing. And you know, yeah, you got You can't cheat yourself. You got to make a living. You got to charge a fair rate. But there are people right. out there who who are in it to be stars, who ain't got the talent. 
And the only way they can make themselves look good is to try to make you look bad. And so you're constantly having to look over your shoulder for those types, especially doing stand-up because people go, hey, man, I heckled you. I really added to your show. I said, my show didn't need no help. Right. And you're with right. that. Your it's, songs don't need no help. Show. No. Right. I don't like the idea of, hey, I'm going to stand in line for a few hours, and then I'm going to get up in front of a few people sitting at a table, and I'm going to sing, and they will tell me if I'm any good. Mm-hmm. See? And then, hey, yeah, I tried out, you know, these. this is the attitude. Yeah, I tried out for American Idol when I was in college. Yeah, it was funny. Um, you know, it was, it, they told me I wasn't good, so I went back to school. You know, it's like they're rolling yeah. the dice, and maybe they'll win the lottery. If I would have done something like that and, and a board of people would say, hey, you're terrible. There's no way you're ever going to be successful at this. Go home, never pick up a guitar again. I would have went home and picked up my guitar and just kept right on pushing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, but let's not kid ourselves, Christian. Like. Yeah, some Christian. I don't, I, don't, I don't blame you, but there's some people out there who need to heed that advice. Well, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, let's not like kid ourselves. Say, well, with the uh, with the uh, the way that you can record music now on on your computer, I say mm-hmm. now everybody can make a CD. Yeah, but everybody shouldn't make a CD. No, you know? no, they shouldn't. Yeah, you know, I, I like I like people who persevere. And so my point is, being don't dabble. If someone telling you you're no good is enough to stop you from doing it, this isn't for you. Yeah, well, it's like that old army adage, you know, lead, follow, or get out of the way. So right. either either be a be a leader or be in it. Be in it to win it or get your ass out. There it is. Christian Surpass of Ghost uh, Ghost Town. When, uh, how can people find out more about you and pick up some of your albums and things like that? All of our stuff is on iTunes and Amazon. It's all Christian Surpass and Ghost Town. If you want to go to our website, it's christiansurpass.com. And on Facebook, Christian Surpass. We also have a band page, which is Christian Surpass and Ghost Town. But if you just put in Christian Surpass, you're going to find it all. Well, there it is. Man, thanks for taking the time on a Sunday evening. I appreciate it. Hey, man, I always love talking to you, man. You know, take care. You too. See you later. All right, buddy. Spot here. Did you know 70% of the 240 top-selling CBD products online not only have lead, they got arsenic, they got pesticides, they got toxic mold. Quit fooling around and get the only CBD product guaranteed to be 100% organic by the USDA. SunMed CBD products from your CBD store. They're on Magazine Uptown, on Vents in Metry, and on Manhattan in Harvey. They have in-store specials, or you can order online at yourcbdstorenola.com. Use the promo code WELCOME. Get 10% off your entire order. Hey, what you got going this weekend? Can't go to the game. You can't even tailgate. So what you going to do? Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured charter guide on lasaltwater.com. Super easy to follow that website. What you going to catch? Where you want to catch it? How you want to catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you. And to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV at the lodge at the end of the day of fishing. Sounds great? Got an open spot for you, babe. You want in? Just sign up on lasaltwater.com. All right, so thanks, Christian Surpass. Before we go, though, it's time for Dumbass of the Day. And this dumbass is uh, BuzzFeed Newsfeed. Uh, y'all remember when I was talking to Weldon about Jeffrey Tubin from CNN and, uh, and, and uh, the New Yorker, who got caught on a Zoom call uh, conducting the orchestra. And uh, 
So everybody's making fun of it, as rightly they should. But BuzzFeed comes along and goes, oh, come on now, really, J Jeffrey Tubin can't possibly be the only one who is doing that on Zoom calls, especially nowadays. I'm going, you know what? The only people who actually do that on Zoom calls, really, are uh, the people at that whorehouse in Pahrump, Nevada. And it's only because they're, they're calling in sick and go, okay, well, I'll, I'll do some uh, talky sex for you, you know. I'll have a Zoomy thing. Here you go. You can't even touch that line, BuzzFeed. What's the matter with you? Don't touch it. Jeffrey Tubin shouldn't have touched it, so you don't touch it either. Thanks for joining the Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass. I appreciate you guys taking the time. You can find me on Spotify, Red Circle. You can find me on Google Music Play and Public Radio and iHeart, several other platforms. And I'm also on my uh, Facebook page of Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big Teasy, and you'll find me on, on Twitter at SpudGotDat. If you want to send me a message, you got an idea for a show, uh, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, I'll see you guys tomorrow with another fantabulous show. In the meantime, y'all stay safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecone.